Why do small businesses resist remote work? This is the Kawartha Small Business Podcast, and we've got business conversations for the Kawartha commute. I'm Brian Rump from U Group. And I'm Matt Geardy from Matty G Digital. Uh, something that's been on our minds of late is businesses' reluctance to going all in on remote work. Why do you think that is, Brian? Oh, that's a really good question. I think it's uh, multi-causal and sounds like a really good uh, theme for a podcast. We can uh, dive into it a little bit. Um, so maybe what are what are some of your first thoughts on that reluctance? I've never really understood businesses' reluctance to going all in, especially from a service perspective. Retail is very different. I understand with retail, like management, C-level execs. Do you call that from a retail perspective? Um, I understand they don't need to be in an office, particularly. Employees, they, of course, they need to be. From a service perspective, you're selling online marketing, for an instance. There's, in my opinion, no reason why you would ever have to have an office place. Um, I think there's a couple different notes that I have here. Like, I think it's maybe just like a historical thing. Uh, and I yeah, hate people like the same, right? We I mean, don't like change. Absolutely. And I, I hate the buzzword being disruptive. And I feel like maybe that's something that people um, don't want to be in this case, but like they don't want to be disrupting the norm of having an office. Um, I think communication now is the probably what business owners are most scared of, or at least what they will on the outside tell people is the biggest concern for them uh, in my experiences. Like, however, communication is probably the same when working remote as it is physically or even better than working remote. Yeah, I think and I, I, communication is one of those. Um, I love it because whenever you dig into any problem anywhere, the solutions almost always we need better communication. And then nobody really does that. Um, and there's some people and businesses that are excellent communicators and they're going to be successful no matter what. Uh, so I think part of the communication is uh, being able to improve and get better at it, to be able to use the tools that are available and not being afraid to fail with some of those tools. Uh, you know, there's inner office, there's messaging apps, there's uh, Zoom type calls. There's ways to connect everybody uh, that's a little bit different. Uh, and you have to spend some time with your own business to find out which one of those is going to work the best for the people who are there um, and understand that that might take a little while to figure out. For sure. So like video calls on now everyone in the world knows what Zoom is. There's GoToMeeting, there's Skype, even with like online messaging platforms, you can talk to people on what's the Google one, Google Hangouts. Google, yeah. They have video conferencing too. Slack, which people know of. I speak to clients through text all the time. I speak to some clients using Instagram Messenger, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp. They're all available. And yeah. I think people, and again, this goes back to the, probably the business owners and management, there's an expectation that if they're in the office, they can reach you at any given time. But that's not the case. Like just because they come to your desk or come to your office doesn't mean that you're going to be there. 
Um, I hate to be gross. Or it's but, the right time, right? Yeah. yeah. You could be gone or you could be in the middle of something else and it's not productive. Um, you know, when you sort of are managing a company by sort of that instinct or reactiveness, you know, you could spend all day and not get anything done, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you're in meetings, you're having lunch, you're going to the bathroom, like you're in the middle of something. Uh, I honestly might argue with you that communication is better when people are working remote because there's almost a sense that because there's a bit of a fear around it and there is an understanding that a lot of people don't like it, that you need to be more accessible to people. So you are a bit more aware of like, okay, if someone calls me, I need to be available. I can't be messing off. I need to be in front of my computer, all these types of things. And what you just said there too, I think is interesting because uh, especially when working in office, it's so disruptive. There's constantly people coming up to you and chatting and conversation. And even when they're like, oh, this is a good time, you're probably going to say yes. <laughs> and you're going to disrupt what you're yeah, doing. That's, most people are like that. Like you're, you're going to be nice to your colleague and give them, you know, that moment of your time. Absolutely. And I have found, I, I can recall one person, maybe two in the last year and a half that has been like probably downright furious that they had to like schedule a time to call me because otherwise he couldn't get a hold of me. And like, I wasn't ignoring the person, but it was just a matter of like, I was doing other things. I was on calls, meetings, working on work. Um, but generally speak, speaking, people are like way less disruptive than they ever have been in my career since I've been working yeah. from home professionally all the time. They're very much like they'll text me or even like leave me a message where it's like, can we set up a call? Can we set up a meeting? Uh, so like they're not really even expecting a out of the blue conversation. So I honestly yeah, I think, think that communication is better working remote. Yeah. And I think too, like just the benefits of working remotely are those being able to schedule in those calls. Um, I know I personally, one of my things I hate the most is playing telephone tag with somebody and you're yeah. back and forth and getting voicemails and it's so unproductive. Um, or if you're catch somebody, I remember uh, when I used to work for the bank calling somebody to get some information and they were like on a roof doing a roofing job. And like, that's not the right time to talk no. to that person because <laughs> they don't have the information that you need. Whereas if we had just scheduled a call, even at say six in the morning before they leave, um, you know, you could efficiently get exactly what you need uh, from them. So, you know, I think, you know, this theme of that sameness and people not want, you know, we've always had an office, we've always done it this way. Mm. You know, there's um, that ability to change the ability to adapt to scheduling, you know, your tasks and your calls, you know, advanced. That way you can be better prepared for those calls. Yep. You know, they can be more productive. Uh, so really, you know, being able to adapt and get used to uh, that style of work for a sure. little bit more. I also wonder too, are they concerned about like camaraderie, the culture, relationships amongst people? I think that's a, that's a big one. And I know I, I've listened to and read some different research on remote offices and what's better. Um, some of the latest research I've heard is that a mix is better mm. in that task-based work is better done at home where you can be more productive. Uh, but there is that 
you know, depending on your business, if you need that camaraderie, um, creativity together, you know, some of that interaction. And I think people fear losing that, but there's ways to do it. Um, the, uh, one organization called profit first professionals, which is, um, linked to Mike McCallowitz, who's a business author. Uh, they have a team of professionals that work around the world and Mm. they all work remotely. But what they do is every quarter, they fly everyone to their headquarters Mm. and their headquarters is a tiny office of like three people who have to sort of work together. And that was only because the author's wife was like, you have to not work from our house. Uh, (laughs) So they, uh, but they fly everyone in, they get hotel rooms for them and they do like a couple day sort of intensive stuff. And they do some like real good team building. So that organization, uh, you know, yeah, it might cost similar because they're putting up extra costs, but they bring everyone together. They feel like they're a team. Um, they have a, you know, in-depth, you know, couple days together every quarter, mm-hmm. but then they do all their tasks remotely. So they still feel like a team. You know, it's easier to call people and have video calls if you've met them in person a bit and, you know, created some stories together. So there's ways to adapt around that, right? You could have a, Everyone works remotely. If they're reasonably local, maybe you get together for dinner once a month um, mm. together and you go out and, you know, have some fun and build that camaraderie. Sure. How do you think people feel like they're on a team? Uh, feel like um, like on a remote team? Yeah, just in general. Like how do people, period, just feel like they're on a team? Like they have to be like physically, like feel like I'm on a team. I see my, I would say comrades, but uh, teammates yeah. <laughs> once a month or quarterly. Like why, if that is not maybe part of the picture, would they not feel like a team? Yeah, I think uh, that's a good, really good question. And that feeling of team, because I think there's sort of two things to point out here. One is sometimes you could try to force feeling like a team too much yeah. and, you know, I know I've worked at places um, before where they try to have like mandatory, like weekend outings with like your family. And it's like, you know, that's great. You want to have that vibe, but that doesn't work for everyone. That's like, still challenging. People who are introverts might want to go hide outside of work and they don't want to necessarily see you. Um, I think having, I mean, a lot of conversations come back to having a strong vision and mission Mm. for a company. And if you're have that clear vision, that clear purpose, people will feel like they're on a team if they're working towards that. So if they're helping deliver on, you know, that really good service for their clients and they're, they feel like they're in a, you know, well-organized good spot, you know, you don't have to necessarily see people, all the time to feel like you're on a team with them. Yeah, for sure. And similar to what you're saying, I guess it's just semantics here, but I think it's about values. So whether it's the vision and the mission and the strategy, or like you're working together with like-minded people with that share similar values. Um, maybe that makes us sound like a cult, but basically. Not a cult, but it's, you know, I think, you know, having that core values or core ideology is key to any business. Like people know what they're showing up to do every day, 
what their mission is, why, you know, where they fit as well. Like what's your role in delivering this and having that clarity. Um, And I think, you know, to a lot of business owners, especially maybe smaller businesses who are getting into it, if you don't have that clarity and you're sending someone to work from home, you might be afraid because you have no idea what they're doing all day. But if you have clarity of, hey, this is your mission, this is how you support maybe someone else on the team, like then you're going to be focused and probably more productive from home in a shorter time period. I'm just thinking about how we often look back and we laugh at how things used to be done. And I wonder if that's something that 50 years from now or even less, they're going to be looking back on this conversation and being like, what do you mean people didn't always work remotely? Like, do you watch Mad Men or have you seen Mad Men? I've seen Mad Men, yeah. I guess a good example is like how much they drink back then, just casually throughout the day. And we look back and we're like, wow, that's bonkers. And now, like, I feel like maybe this is something that we're going through now where we're having a conversation about like, why are people not working remote? And then 50 years from now, like, there's not going to be any physical offices. And they're like, man, they sure were weird back in 2020. Oh, it's like, you know, the Mad Men era or I, um, when I worked for the bank, um, the old, older employees who like banking had completely changed. Like they, some had joined before computers or they had kind of a computer, but they would like feed in all the transactions, like um, sort of at nighttime. Uh, the managers used to drink at work all the time. Yeah, uh, like they had. Uh, I remember actually the one branch still had like old old liquor bottles like under the sink, like at the back from when that used to be a thing. They would like chain smoke, like you know, even smoking in the workplace was just a thing. Yeah everybody did right um so it's uh it it is fascinating like just thinking about that getting up and going to the office you know even the idea of like nine to five or you know eight to four or whatever um, yeah it's like why do i have to be at the office at that time like it's (laughs) kind of arbitrary and that's probably one of the things that i think is fair for a concern with business owners is making sure that people are available during specific hours. Yeah. Um, I understand that. Yes. One of the maybe advantages of working remote is like, you can maybe set your own hours, but generally speaking, like you do need to have that communication from whether it's nine to five Monday through Friday, et cetera. So like I've been a part of a few companies, of course, that have had work from home, policies and they're kind of laughable. I don't want to get too much into that, but the biggest thing that I thought was actually fair was telling people like, yeah, you need to be available during these times because like we operate from Monday through Friday, nine to five. Most of the service-based businesses that we work with, for instance, are the same way. You need to be available to those people. Yeah. And I think that's really fair as well and setting up those expectations uh depending on your business so you know if you're b2b and you're dealing with other businesses you know there's probably key times during the week where you need to be you know available um for them to get information do the things you're doing for them you know if you're a business to consumer you know you might have a more of a shift work setup or you might have different employees you know being on you know, manning the 
communications at different times so that if it's important to you to get back to customers right away, you know, you have that quick turnaround. So it's having clear sort of processes and systems and those, you know, expectations of availability. And then maybe you're flexible on, you know, when they're doing the work. Yeah. Um, I know some people who, I'm a morning person. I like to sort of roll out of bed and I could start working, mm-hmm. uh, but I also work with people who are like night hawks and they do their best work at like, you know, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m., sure. which for me is like <laughs> a not starter. Um, but maybe they, you know, hang out during the mornings and they'll answer emails and they'll be available, but they're not getting down and grinding out the work until late at night. So you just have to be clear about those uh, those things. Yeah, for sure. And I was thinking back to on what we're talking about with camaraderie and culture and relationships and stuff. The reason why I always think it's kind of silly where you can't build that without being a person, like not to make it too personal, but like I bet I talk to my wife just as much via text as I do face to face. And that's not because like we're not together or anything. It's like we text throughout the day. Um, like she'll do some stuff at night. I'll do some stuff at night or whatever. And like, we're not always talking face to face and yeah. the relationship is still the same. It's just as good. Like I text my parents a heck of a lot more than I call them for instance as yeah. well. And like, I have friends that I've known since grade school and some that I haven't seen in months or even like close to a year. And we chat all the time, like text face, uh, Facebook messenger, uh, WhatsApp. That's what I was trying to say. And like, we've not skipped a beat. I don't think that has anything to do with like not establishing a culture or like with my wife, it is a thing about values. Like we have shared values and like that stays the same and strong, whether we're in person talking or via text or something. So anyways, that's the part, like, I don't know. That's just a personal reason why I've never really understood that whole part of the working from home. Interesting. What are some, so if you were a small business considering doing more uh, work remotely or work from home. Uh, What are maybe some tips to help people get started and make the best of it? Yeah, definitely as a um, employee or a freelancer, some tips on working remotely. Um, This, I, I hate having to say in my opinion, like, of course, because that's what I'm saying. The show is all opinion. Let's stop. Right. Uh, This is not considered specific advice. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you need to have a buzzer anytime I say, in my opinion, to like make it seem like, yes, this is just my opinion. Um, I know I've heard a lot of people say the opposite of what I'm about to say though. Um, Starting with like having a routine, I found that I did not skip a beat when I went from working in an office to working from home. I got up, did my normal thing that I normally do in the morning. Um, I get eat breakfast, I would shower, I would get ready and I'd get dressed like I was leaving the house, even if I wasn't. Um, and I would still always wear jeans. Um, like, I'm I'm dressing like I'm going out, but I'm not like wearing a suit type thing, but I'd always wear jeans. And at least for the first long time, I I would always wear a shirt with a collar. Um, The last couple of months, I've let that slip quite a bit and I'm wearing more t-shirts, but still always wearing pants. Uh, They're not brand. Yeah. (laughs) Never wearing, I never, ever, ever wear track pants. That's a big thing that people are always like, I love working from home in my sweats. I'm like, it's, 
not that it's unprofessional because like I don't really care about that, but it makes me feel when I'm dressed like I'm ready to work. My mind is now in a different spot. Yeah, it's doing what you need to do to feel that focus, right? Yeah, absolutely. Feeling focused is a big one. Um, I'm also a huge supporter of having a separate work area. And I hear this a lot from people um, where like, oh, I don't have anywhere to work. So like I work in the family room and my kids are always bugging me. And I'm like, well, your kids are always bugging you because you're working in the family room. Like yeah. there has to be somewhere in your home that you can get away and designate to a specific area for your work. Like there has to be a desk or a table somewhere or like yeah. go into your bedroom and close the door. Um, I started working in my basement, which was separate, um, in like a big cavernous open area with a desk, which was fine. Um, we, it, the basement was even open to the main floor. So like one of the first things I did before I started my business work from home was I put a door on the basement even to make yeah. that separation. Uh, I since throughout that time, I've built an office, which is within the house, which is now different. I've got a door, it's locked, um, Yes, my wife and children will still try to get in the office door even when it's locked, but that's a different story. At least there's ability to keep them out. Yeah, there's a, there's a reasonable barrier yes. there. I hear all the time people talking about like uh, they're on the couch working. That's the one I never, ever, ever could imagine. And I don't know if it's because like I don't want to cry and like make it sound like a wiener, but like I had back issues a couple of years ago. So like I couldn't sit on a couch very comfortably, let alone oh, yeah. sit on a couch and work on the computer and like work on your trackpad and all this. I think it just goes back to like feeling professional and like getting that state of focus. Like I sit on the couch at the end of the day when everyone's asleep and I'm ready to unwind. Like I don't yeah. need that mindset while I'm trying to work. And then I'm sitting on the couch like, okay, maybe the TV's on or something. And then you're distracted by that. And you're not even as efficient because you don't have your mouse there unless you have like some different setup. So I'm just a big believer in those two things. Like have a routine, um, act like you've been there before type thing. Like act like you're leaving the house, get dressed, get showered, all that kind of stuff. And then having a separate work area is a huge one in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you can prevent those excuses. Like the people that are interrupting you during the day that you hear all the time, like I hate working from home and being interrupted. You can prevent that. If you don't think you can, I will challenge you on it every single time. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's good. And I think the tip I would add in there as well is, uh, and I think this is a big gap with a lot of uh, small business owners is making sure you have the right tools. So the right IT tools, the right, uh, you know, there's a lot of free ones. There's some that you could pay a little bit for that make things easier. But I think a lot of people I, I've seen try to do it and they don't have, you know, they have like an old laptop that's gathering dust in like the corner and they're like, oh, you know, use this and work remotely. And then it it doesn't work properly. Uh, you know, you don't need to spend a million dollars and get all the fanciest things. But when you have stuff that works and is comfortable, it's going to make that barrier a lot less as well. A hundred percent. I honestly feel like the only work from home remote work policy any company should have should be based around how much that employee is allowed to spend for their office expenses or how much they're going to be given. Yeah. Every workplace like work from home policy is a complete waste of time to me. It should just be like, hey, we trust you, we hired you, act like an adult and be available. 
and get back yeah. to us on time and be professional and adhere to customer service principles and our values. That's the only policy that should be in place, not these big, long constitutional doctrines. It should be, hey, we operate nine to five, be available during those times, get your work yeah. done whenever. You brought up a great point, like people need to get a hold of you through nine to five, be available for that. Um, if you want to sit at the pool all day and just wait and answer emails, and then at night you can work and do the actual physical work that needs to be done, for instance, go ahead and do that. Um, but the only other thing, like part of a policy should be like, uh, this is how much you can spend in expense. So like, we don't want you going out there and, and buying like thousands of dollars worth of MacBooks and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Like here's how much you can spend, maybe recommendations on like equipment that you're going to need. Um, that's the only thing that I really believe should be part of some sort of like work remote policy. Yeah, no, I think that's uh good, good insight and good to have it. Yeah. Clear and, uh, you know, specific and sort of links it back to sort of the values and purpose. Right. Uh, if people aren't doing their work, then sometimes that's just proof that you don't need them. Uh, <laughs> so I always say, you know, if you don't want to do work, that could be arranged. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, if you have the right people and they believe in the mission of your business and you're doing well, they're going to do great. Absolutely. Uh, just as well remotely. And, you know, there is a solution for any problem that you have that comes up because of that. So absolutely. And maybe we are just in a time where maybe very quickly to tie it back to the, one of the things I said earlier, like maybe very quickly, we're going to be laughing about this conversation in a year or two. And it's going to be almost exclusively working remote or from home. And the conversation will be, will there be literally any value in working from a physical office maybe in just a year from now? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting and to uh, follow it and see what happens. Uh, any more thoughts to share? No, I'm good. Um, I, I highly recommend that people when they're working from home, try to follow some sort of routine, um, find that routine for yourself. Like maybe it is the complete opposite of what I just said. Maybe you love rolling out of bed into your track pants and sitting on the couch and working and that works for you. Um, uh, but find something that is, like I said, works for you and you don't have any excuses for it being a disruption to your work. Maybe. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds great. All right. So that sounds like a episode uh, to me. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. If you'd like to talk more about this with us, uh, reach out on social media and we'll uh, set it up. Thank you very much.